Today on Unleashed Cast, the podcasts are coming thick and fast at the moment. I talk to Diana Fayed, she's head of Total Rewards at General Electric. We talk about workplace equity, we talk about ESG, various other things in that field. GE are one of the biggest clients of Syndio, an Emerald sponsor of Unleashed World. Catch them on the 12th and 13th of October in Paris at the Convention Centre at our next face-to-face event. But for now, here's my conversation with Diana. I'm very delighted to welcome today to Unleashed Cast, Head of Total Rewards at General Electric, Diana Fayed. Diana, thank you so much for your time. We are going to be discussing pay equity, ESG, workplace equity, that kind of area. My first question to you, it's a big one. What advice would you give about how to win the war for talent and maintain workplace equity? Okay. Hi, John. Happy happy to answer that question. So I'd say a couple of things, right, that I'd, I'd focus on. The first one is as it relates to pay practices, I'd, I'd say reinforcing transparency. So transparency as it comes to employees, as it comes to pay practices, HR processes, compensation positioning to help build a stronger credibility with our employees and help them understand their own compensation to feel safer and also kind of try and demystify CNB practices in the company, which oftentimes can can feel as a very mysterious, mysterious concept and topic. The second thing I would say is be a great place to work. Focus on what I call and what is often referred to as a human framework. And that brings me a bit to employee value proposition. Traditionally, employee value proposition has been defined around employees and is designed to provide an exceptional employee experience and focused on features that match employee needs. Given the recent circumstance, especially the human crisis, in 2020, we realized that the management principles underlying EVP are a bit outdated. And the, the really the outdated piece is around the fact that we still men- talk about employees. Employees are people. They're not just workers. And work is a subset of life and not separate from it anymore. And the value comes through feelings and not just through features. So what's, what we really need to do to answer your question is as HR leaders, we, would, we should really look at evolving our EVP management and deliver a more human deal centered around the whole person. And that is designed to provide an exceptional life experience focused on feelings, not only features that would match the employee needs. And to be more concrete, some examples of that would be connecting to new ways of working, rethinking the way we work from where we work, embracing flexible working schemes, adapted to individual needs that might not be the same for everyone, right? And when we talk about well-being, right, we're not only talking about physical well-being, we're also talking about emotional, financial, social, career, community, and purpose. It's important that within that framework, we motivate employees, we help them become successful, overcoming difficulties that we may not be aware of without having, without going deeper in our discussions with them and help them achieve what they want out of their life, not just out of their career. So listening to employees is key, I think, in terms of a daily action. And it's only by listening that we can only really take the right action that matters to employee. And that could be 
for some physical health, nutrition, others could be financial tools, social relations, etc. So the takeaway from my answer, the, the biggest one I'd like people to take away from this answer is listen to employees for it to be a successful, a successful approach. So looking forward, what changes are you planning to make to your compensation programs uh, or practices in the future? Yes, so very linked to to the to the previous um, point, I'd say on transparency, it's definitely something that we want to reinforce. It's not a 24-hour shift, right? It's something that's going to be, have to be done gradually with time. It's going to require proper education, so it's a journey. The second thing I think about as well, when, as it pertains to compensation packages, I think developing more impactful variable incentives that are strongly linked to people's scope of work and jobs rather than being completely disconnected. And that is really to reinforce a pay for performance culture and also create a stronger sense of purpose and impact for, for, the, for all of our employees. The other thing I'd say that would be definitely a priority is simplifying as much as we can. That, that helps understanding and also creates more credibility and demystifying as well as much as possible concept that traditionally could have been, could have come across as mysterious or vague, especially as it pertains to, again, to pay, pay practices. And then also linked to, to my previous point on the human deal. So reinforcing non-financial vehicles in our packages as well focusing on the whole person, focusing on feelings, not just features that match the employee the employee needs. And that happens really by building a strong culture of recognitions, putting efforts on personal development and well-being, mental, physical, psychological, and all kinds of other intangibles uh, we can think of. Thank you, Diana. Um, we're going to talk about ESG now, environmental, social, and governance goals. Um, a relatively new term, but one that's been embraced across the world, many markets, many different organizations. Workplace equity is a crucial part of this, but how would you define it? And the second question, a little tougher, how do you embed it? Yeah, sure. So th th the simplest way to define workplace equity would be where each person feels they are valued for who they are. And GE, we take, we, we take pride in providing a safe, diverse, and respectful workplace that promotes equality. And, and we believe in the value of each person's unique identity, background, and experiences. And we commit to fostering this kind of inclusive culture where everyone really feels empowered to do their best work because they feel accepted, respected, and a sense of belonging, back to the, the feeling concept. And only then can they really and truly do their best work. Now, a diverse organization that embraces inclusion and equity has a culture of constant learning, a culture of empathy, and most important, a culture of respect. And these attributes will accelerate our ability to reach out our full potential and create value for customers, shareholders, employee, and last but not least, our community. For instance, a key focus in GE of our philanthropic efforts support women in science, technology, advanced engineering, and math fields. And to, to maybe add here, maybe said more concretely, when, when we embrace NGE diverse teams and perspective, we're just equipping our business to 
build a world that works. It helps us lead in a changing world economy by providing advancement, education opportunities, mentoring, and community assistance. And what I'd add here, just a last thought that, again, I'd like people to keep in mind is there is no doubt, and I think we've all seen it, that best ideas stem from collaborating with people of different backgrounds and way of thinking. This realization is inspire me and inspire a lot of us in GE on, on a daily basis to be an enabler of diversity, equity, and inclusion. For the first time not long ago, uh, GE publicly communicated their adjusted pay gap. Uh, last year this was. Uh, what drove that decision to communicate it? Were you trying to get in front of the conversation or was there a particular person who suggested it or or, or what was the the um, impetus behind this decision? Okay, indeed, indeed, John. In, in our 2021 annual report, GE expanded the data that we report on to include in particular equitable pay results related to gender globally and U.S. underrepresented minority for each of the GE business segments. And the I think the, the, the primary reason for that is really linked to the overall GE operating model and strategy. So transparency, accountability, and continuous improvement are core to our operating model. Being transparent about our progress is a critical component to drive a more inclusive culture and help us attract and retain top talent. So our diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts are continuously focusing on transparency as part of our values as well, company values, which means clearly reporting our employment diversity in new and more detailed ways so that all interested parties can easily understand where we are and hold us accountable as we progress towards where we want to be. I've only got one last question, and let's leave it on uh, a note of advice for other organizations, really, um, who are looking to GE as kind of leaders in this space. Um, What would you, and what advice would you share with an organization smaller, probably, that's just starting out on its pay equity journey? Uh, What have you learned that you could impart to other people to kind of get them to where you are quicker through experience? Yeah, the the first thing I would say is the approach that that companies use. This is key to a successful journey. And GE, for instance, our approach was very much focused on humility, transparency, and rigor, and that really helped us um, address or let's say start the journey smoothly and move as fast as we can. Another fundamental concept linked to that is continuous improvement. In GE, we've been on a lean journey for a couple of years. And a lean journey, it's, a, it's really an operating philosophy rooted in, as, as some of you know, the Toyota production system and focused on what we call Kaizen, which is a Japanese for continuous improvement. And the foundation of continuous improvement is looking at the data. And this is really an essential step to determine root cause and develop action plans to lead to sustainable change. And our our approach has been very much um, associated with lean management, and it's really at the heart of GE's transformation and really helps us drive our focus and attention on what we need to do better to succeed in our goals. So that's really on the approach. Now, when it comes to tools, tools are another very important success factor. 
investing in, in tools that can help analyze and gather data. Synjo is a great example. Synjo is a great example of a powerful tool that can enable companies to have a much more continuous view of pay equity data and analysis throughout the year versus a one-time uh, view of data. And that in turn will, will help understand the impact of proposed change in real time, provide real-time insights, and guide fair pay, fair pay decisions at any time. So that was also a very, a very strong contributor to, to our journey. One last advice I would add is whatever the approach that is adopted, whatever the tool that is adopted, making sure that people are always positioned at the heart of your operating model and your and your business strategy. Sounds like a great way to end it. Um, Diana, thank you so much for your time. Uh, really appreciate it. This was organized through Cindio. Um, you're a client of theirs. They will be at Unleash World next week. I'm going to be there, John. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to be there the two days. Really look forward to meeting you face to face. Thanks again for your time. Uh, really interesting conversation about some subjects which are, you know, on a lot of people's minds at the moment. So uh, thanks a lot for talking to Unleashcast. Thank you, John.